Your financial mission, should you choose to accept it, is to achieve financial clarity. New Intel suggests that bad financial actors are constantly filling the landscape with misinformation and other barriers and obstacles, leaving you with limited time to make the right choices for a successful financial future. To make things easier, we've chosen your team for you. Financial Commander Janine Theus will help lead you to success. As always, should you avoid the excellent guidance you're about to receive, you'll be disavowed. Also, this message will self-destruct in three seconds. Three, two, one. It's another episode of Your Financial Mission. Walter Storholt here alongside Janine Theus, CEO and founder of Theus Wealth Advisors. And Happy New Year to you, Janine. How were the holidays for you? Happy New Year. They were great. The kids came in, and uh, we had a blast playing. Uh, we've got a new game, by the way. A it's new called, game? Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. you got to check this game out. It's it's a card game. And um, my husband's uh, nephew introduced us to it, and it was an absolute blast. <laughs> It's pretty simple. It's called Cover Your Assets. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it's a, it's a financial advisor's game, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, But it is, it, it's just a lot of fun. And there's a lot of hooting and hollering and stealing and <laughs> swearing. <laughs> it was, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> is that a pr- relatively new game or just newly, dis- you guys just newly discovered it? Yeah, we just newly discovered it. The The okay. guy who did this game did another game I'd like to try out. It's it, And it deals with commodities and apparently it's quite volatile <laughs> to play <laughs> but when you get a good group of people and it's just a lot of fun in fact my nephew and his brother and so two nephews and and their girlfriends are, are just they they'll have friends come over and they'll play you know on a work night till 10 or 11 at night because it's just wow. a lot of fun <laughs> that's really cool i love board games but for whatever reason i can't ever seem to find anybody else in my in my circles that like board games for whatever reason we just never oh, seem yeah. to well, they uh, would they would like this because it's just a card game yeah 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 i need need to do that need to need to introduce this one to the crew see if i can get some more people playing board games with me i don't know why i just i'm not in the right circle of people <laughs> that's I it find, i need to find some more board game folks so i need to come hang out at the theus house it sounds like <laughs> did you the, the crucial question did you make it to midnight on new year's eve Oh, only because they were here. <laughs> there you go. They kept you up. They kept you up. Yes. Uh, normally, I'd be at the, hitting the rack by 1030. You know, who cares about the ball <laughs> dropping? <laughs> but, there you go. We, uh, yeah. we, we made it to, uh, so our, our neighbors had a little, uh, little get together, but we are the youngest on our street by probably 30 years. Oh my goodness! Um, we we live we live on an older street, and but we love it. Everyone on our street is just amazing, and so they were having a uh, a New Year's Eve celebration. And Connie worked New Year's Eve, but she got home around eight, and so we said we'll come over after the party or after Connie gets home from work, and then we'll uh, join in the festivities. So we went over there, but they were wrapping up by the time we got over <laughs> there. <laughs> they were like, "Oh no, none of us can make it to midnight." Sorry. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly right. It's just it's too funny. My husband and I laugh at each other. I mean, I've never was much of a partier per se, but yeah, it's neither. just funny. As you get older, yeah. you're like, "Okay, yeah, done." <laughs> yeah, we we were totally fine with it. We we're like, "Okay, see you later." We walked back over to the house and. <laughs> 
<laughs> no problem with us because we're, we're not big funny. partiers. That's pretty funny. Yeah, one, either, so. one beer or a glass of wine and I'm out. <laughs> yeah, we had a good, yeah, we did. We stuck around for a few minutes. They stayed a little extra to hang out with us and chit chat for a little bit, but we weren't, we weren't trying to keep the, you know, the, uh, the, the old wise folks on the, on the block from their beauty rest. So That's it was, too funny. it was a good time had by all. Uh, we're glad to hear it was for you as well. Uh, well, being the beginning of a new year and a beginning of a new decade, we thought it would be great today to tackle the topic of estate planning because this, as Janine said when we were discussing the topic for today, is the perfect time of year to start talking about these kinds of things. And so on today's show, we're going to talk about avoiding critical estate planning mistakes. And there are some people, Janine, that don't care about leaving a financial legacy at all. And if that's you, that's totally fine. If you want your last check to bounce and you don't want, you know, I don't want to give my money to anybody, don't care, don't want to be involved, well, then this probably isn't the podcast for you. You can probably tune out. But if you think you might want to leave a little something to the next generation or you have charitable ideas that you'd like to do with your funds, you know, at the end of your retirement life, as you move on from this life, you know, this will be a good episode for you to be thinking about what to do with those dollars. Just out of curiosity, before we get into the nitty and gritty here, Janine, how many of your clients, maybe a, a broad percentage guess here, do have some interest in leaving an estate to the next you know, generation or doing something with the money that they've accumulated through their lives beyond their own retirement interests? You know, it's really interesting. I sometimes surprised that people will say, I paid for tuition and that's what that was their, that's my legacy. I'm not leaving anything. And I always laugh and say, okay, when grandkids come along, come back and tell me that. <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's going to be different. And here's the other thing that's very interesting. We have folks that make a lot of money that are doctors, um, you know, uh, high up engineers, whatever. whatever. They make a lot of uh, good money, but their kids are never going to make that money because of the careers they've chosen. So... You know, it's great to start thinking about helping them while they are getting their feet on the ground or, uh, you know, just getting their careers launched. And they're, if they're having kids, it's great to think about that. But there's a longer term thought press process that should happen. If you have if you're a doctor or you're a, an attorney and your daughter or son is a teacher, you might want to think about because it's 30 years down the road. Mm hmm. Or, yeah. or 25 years down the road, potentially. So maybe you do want to leave a legacy, but you really haven't thought about that. And so part so I take of that... So I take it back. If, 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 it's, if it wasn't of interest to you, keep listening. Don't tune away. Yeah, because... <laughs> maybe this is for this, you. Part of this whole legacy thing is that's how people think of it. It's very black and white. I did this, so I'm not going to leave that. Or I don't have any kids, so I don't care about the money come, the afterwards. Regardless of whether you do or don't, if you don't plan your exit to some degree, and that includes long-term care, which we're going to talk about in a little bit here, if you don't plan this, it's not going to be pretty. And, you know, the last thing I want is for people to be taking my name in vain when I'm gone <laughs> so, <laughs> or getting towards that end. Right. Um, so failure to, you know, pl uh, what is it? Failing to plan is planning to is fail. Planning to fail. Yep. Yep. And exactly. so there are a lot of expenses that can't be foreseen in later years. And yep. you really need to think about that when you're, whether you're planning a legacy or not, because it is part of your estate plan. Um, I, I there was a I, I had a very good friend back in the days when I worked at Best Buy actually and he was uh, 
former special forces who then ended up after his tour of duty um, working at the Best Buy with me. And uh, we ran the appliance department together, me as a 21-year-old. Well, he, he, he ran it. I, I hung out with him at the appliance department. <laughs> but he would always say, proper planning prevents, and then there was another P word, performance right. yep. Yep. <laughs> poor poor performance and there was another p in there as well i don't know if I, well, there's no fcc I th- piss poor performance right we yes, can say yes. that on there's no fcc was this in radios podcast so we can say that uh that was his favorite phrase and he would talk about it uh from his military days it applied to obviously what we would do in the department uh you know in the appliance department and what we would do there in, uh, in the retail setting and it applies in the same way with getting ready for retirement and the legacy side of things proper planning always works out you know in your advantage right and you know a lot of times one of our other favorite sayings in the military was a plan is something from which to depart because because, i like that you know it's every no plan is perfect and everyone is going to you know deviate at some point in time because life events happen and or your opinion of something or your you know a family member's ticked you off so things happen and that changes your plan yeah, that can really, change your plan. Really great point. So there, there's sort of the basis for the conversation today, I suppose, is, um, you know, getting ready for estate planning, deciding if it's something that you want to work into your plan or not. And it's also kind of hard to make that last check bounce. Like even if you're trying to end so that you use up every dollar in retirement, well, you don't know when you're going to die. So that kind of makes that actually a hard task. So there's going to be in many cases, even if you didn't intentionally want there to be a legacy, in many cases, there will be one anyway, whether you wanted it to or not. So you might as well make some intentional decisions about it. So let's go through some of these top critical estate planning mistakes that we see people make or making before they come in to meet with Janine, of course, and uh, how she helps folks avoid these things. So uh, first one on the list is, well, you kind of hinted at it already, Janine, failing to plan for expenses that can be foreseen. We're talking about things here like healthcare. Well, healthcare uh, is will be the biggest expense for most people later in life. All the statistics show that. So if you're planning retirement income, you can't just budget for basic monthly expenses, although I encourage everyone to try to figure out what it costs them to live currently before they give up the big income. You can't forget about major periodic expenses that are definitely going to come up during retirement. So you've got a new car or you need a new car, you might have a major home repair, You might have to fit out your um, home or bathroom or whatever because you you have an injury (laughs) and you need help. So you can't move around normally. And so you might have to retrofit things to be able to accommodate that. So you you need to kind of think through these things. Where's the money for the healthcare going to come from? A lot, most of us are going to be on Medicare as a primary, some people not, but it, Medicare will then, will then be secondary. And I'm hearing from, in fact, I have a new client who's 88, who, I mean, just her fight with Medicare to get the right chair that she needs, because she's sharp as a tack mentally, but she's got some physical issues, and so it's hard for her to get around. And man, they're just fighting with her left and right to give her the chair. So yeah. you need to kind of think through you know, how you're going to pay for some of these things out of pocket because Medicare is not free, even though Bernie Sanders keeps saying and Elizabeth Warren, (laughs) Medicare for all, it's not free. Um, And you don't want to drain your savings or start, you know, a lot of people don't want to become a burden on the family or the government. So there's health care and then there's long-term care 
two completely different issues. One can cause the other to be triggered. But if you don't have a conversation about care later in life, you're going to be in a frantic mode trying to figure out how to do this and putting a lot of pressure on other people to help you. That's a great point. So yeah, make healthcare its own conversation. Um, it, it deserves that amount of attention. Certainly got to plan for those expenses that we really, even though you don't know what needs you're going to have, we can still get a pretty good idea of the fact that we've got to allocate some funds and have a plan ready for that need. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's also throw in here, Janine, another critical estate planning mistake that people make is failing to update beneficiary designations. This was your first thing that came to mind when we talked about doing a show on estate planning mistakes. And that's when you said, oh, this is the perfect time of year to be thinking about that stuff. Yeah, beneficiary designations are very important. They trump everything on legal documents. So you if you don't have beneficiaries listed on your qualified plans, especially so 401k, 403b, IRAs, you need to review them and figure out who you want to have, who, who you're going to give what to. And you can put it right on the form, the beneficiary form, and you just divide it up into percentages and or actual amounts, but usually percentages, so that each kid gets a percentage or each nephew, niece, whoever. You know, you can have ex-spouses, you can, you can have anybody as a beneficiary, but you want to make sure it's current to what your intentions are today, because there are too many stories where people never change the beneficiary and the person who they intended to get the money never got the money. So one quick story is a, a, a friend, a quasi partner of one of my brothers, who's in the business. So this guy was an advisor, did not. He was in the process of changing beneficiaries, life insurance and investments, etc. And he didn't quite get it finished. And the reason the impetus for getting this done was he passed out in the gym and went to the doctor and the doctor said, get your affairs in order because we don't have a cure for this. We don't have a fix for this. He had a, oh, no. some kind of congenital defect in his heart. And probably within two weeks, he died. Oh. oh, wow. And so he's in the process of changing those documents. He didn't quite get them changed. <laughs> so mm. the second wife got the insurance policy when his oh, kids oh, should no. have gotten it. Wow. You know, um, So those kinds of things, don't put it off. It needs to be done. You know, um, you, you know, new people coming into the picture, another spouse or something, you know, that you want to add as a beneficiary or some or adopted child. You know, you really need to go back and close the loop on reviewing your beneficiaries and doing it in January is a good time to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, then this applies to life insurance policies, all of them, even the ones through work and any of your accounts like 401ks and IRAs where you you designate because that designation trumps what's in your will trumps the will that is a good reminder trumps the will so many people would get that question wrong if it were given to them as a quiz or a test i know it Mm -hmm. Uh, happens happens way too often unfortunately for folks so that's the simplest of the mistakes is not updating updating those things and uh, it has the biggest of consequences in a lot of families unfortunately yep so two critical mistakes so far failing to plan for expenses that can be foreseen especially health care and failing to update beneficiary designations. We'll also put on the list failing to take steps to avoid conflict and potential litigation among heirs and family members. Now, that's not just because maybe you got the beneficiary designations wrong, but that can happen because of other reasons too. Your instructions. So that's all a will is. 
is a set of instructions for what you want to have happen to all of your stuff. And beneficiary designations on those types of things we just talked about direct the money to those people. If you don't put some type of instruction or some explanation for why you're dividing up your estate, or is there isn't a, a thorough understanding, let me put it that way, of how you're doing things and why, you open the door f- to create tremendous amount of um, hate and discontent and <laughs> that tears families apart. There are a lot of families that end up splitting up because there was not sufficient communication. My mom has said um, years ago, she had, she's, you know, what little they had, I always thought I was going to get bills. And <laughs> they actually have done a pretty good job of collecting some assets. But she said, I, I want to be fair and, to everybody. And I said, Mom, fair is not equal and equal is not fair. That's life. So there are some people who, some kids who might need more than others, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But don't assume that people are going to understand how you've allocated things unless you write why you're doing it. And we can argue yeah. about that all day. But the right. communica- you know, the but, communication. But having the map in play, we can argue about the map, but get the map. Exactly right. First. Get the map. You know, even if it's an awkward conversation, because most of people in that generation, so the generation that's in their 80s and 90s, didn't talk about money. I mean, a lot of people don't talk about money with their family members or their kids. Well, where are, you, where are they supposed to learn about this? Attitudes toward money and how to handle it. You know, you as the parent or the grandparents, you're the ones who should be teaching this. But, you know, it's better to kind of let everybody know in advance where you're going. Um, I heard one story where they went through the house and they put stickies on the back of things that the kids wanted. So that picture goes to Annie and this whatever goes to Tommy. And, you know, that's a great way to do it. Then there's no second guessing you know when mom and dad go Um, but the communication part is so important to avoid an absolute fallout yeah it's a great point communication is extremely essential Uh, now switching to a different gear here uh, another estate planning mistake is transferring real estate while you're still living instead of at death now a lot of people do this to try and get around some of the rules and try to be more efficient getting a little crafty, but the, uh, the the government doesn't like that, do they? A lot of folks think that it's a good thing to put a son or daughter on a deed of a house, piece of real estate. It can work, um, but what you're doing in that case is you are thwarting a beneficial tax situation for the heir of the property. So if you do that and they become co-owners on the deed, they miss being able to take advantage of the step up in basis. So if, um, if you know, like my parents bought their house for $39,000 way back in 74, now they've made some additions, it's worth significantly more now. But, and it's just a little old house, but if they, they put me on the deed and then they pass away, my basis is $39,000. Wow, you know, or whatever they've built up the basis yeah. by the additions they've made, but it's and I would have one heck of a tax bill should I go to sell it. So that's not a you know, it's not always a good idea to do that. One of I think of a more scary situation is if uh, and this happened to a woman down here in Potomac, Maryland, where she put her daughter on the deed and her daughter killed somebody. So oh, no. so that's the you know they good. come they come after mom, so mom has to literally refinance the house and buy her daughter out of the house 
Oh, goodness. Because now you have a joint asset. They're coming after mom's assets, you know, in a suit. So that's really not a good thing. What people usually are doing is trying to make them eligible for government assistance or nursing care home sooner. The problem is the government, especially Medicaid, will, there used to be a three-year clawback. Now they're looking back five years. So if this is part of your plan, you need to kind of go, okay, you're going into nursing care in five years. We're going to do it now. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. And most people don't think ahead five years like that. But the government will come and claw that back, and then they will come after the ki- child's assets if the parent needs to be in care because it's not going to be a free deal. Yeah. Um, and, and That's it's a really, tough misstep to make. Yeah, it's a very, very tough misstep. You know, things don't just disappear out of your estate like you think you can make it happen. It just doesn't work like that because they will investigate. That's another one of those critical estate planning mistakes. All right, Janine, I got one more for you. Okay. And uh, we, we, we knew we'd bring it back to taxes. Uh, not considering the tax implications of your estate as a whole, another big critical mistake. Uh, where have you seen that happen to folks? Well, a lot of folks don't really think about future tax implications. And so the way they position their assets kind of, you know, can be either tax efficient or a tax burden on heirs. And like the previous example of missing out on a step up in basis, that's a major tax issue. A lot of folks leaving, and this is just something to think about going into the future because it's in consideration right now in Congress, is changing the stretch IRA rule. And if they do that, typically if you are an inheritor of an IRA, of your parents' IRA, let's say, so it's a non-spousal IRA, And so I'm inheriting my dad's IRA, and I'm going to stretch it out over my lifetime. Well, Congress is coming back and and looking at changing that rule and saying, oh, no, you only get to stretch it for 10 years because we want the taxes. So if you have a lot of money in IRA money, which qualified plan money, and they do that, your kids are going to have a big tax bill. So there are, if they do that, then you know, there are some ways to basically put the money back on the balance sheet through life insurance or other kinds of, you know, things to think about. But that's a strategy. It's not about the product. It's a strategy to address a stinking new policy from Congress. <laughs> you know, so yes, life insurance is probably one of the best products to leave so that you can leverage money. It's tax free. It's income tax free to pass, you know, to grandchildren and your children it's probably the easiest way to leave a legacy, quote unquote, because of the tax efficiency. But you know, that that, in, that involves some planning because you just don't wanna buy something because you think this is what you should buy. There are uh, several different types of products to look at. But again, if they change the stretch IRA law, then there's gonna be some need for some creative, legitimately creative estate planning strategies because Otherwise, you're sticking your kids with a pretty big tax bill. And I don't think you most people want their money going to the IRS <laughs> without yeah. some direction here. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great point, Janine. So there, you, there's five, five critical estate planning mistakes. It sounds like you've seen all of these made before, Janine, or maybe they were about to be made and you helped people get you know steered back on the right course. Um, you know, are, are you uncovering these things as people come in to meet with you for the first time? How how deep are you getting into the estate planning conversation in your planning process with folks? Uh, quite a bit, actually, because the taxes are a big part of people's financial lives. And sometimes they're not, well, a lot of times I would say they're not aware 
of the impact of what taxes do and how the tax code works, or the, and I call it bracketology. And it, you know, the new tax law under um, the Trump administration has been actually very beneficial to middle America and uh, corporate, uh, which is actually a good thing because you have shares in corporate America. <laughs> so, you know, those things are good, but it's, you really need to understand how to use the code to the best that you are able to use the code. Most people being W-2 earners, meaning not business owners, don't have a lot of wiggle room when it comes to the tax code. So when you're planning for tax efficiency, you've got to look at tax efficiency in your investments, and you have to look at tax efficiency in your overall strategic plan, especially if you are thinking about leaving any money to family or, or even charity. Well, if you need any help with any of this, because it is a lot of moving parts and the consequences like we talked about are pretty bad if you don't do proper planning in this realm, in this mm-hmm. estate planning realm, it really, really pays to have somebody walking you through these things who has walked other people through these things and seen the mistakes and helps people avoid those mistakes now as a part of their living. You know, that's what you need to do in each and every day, not just focusing on your retirement, but then this next generation piece, this next part of the equation as well. Uh, If you want to get in touch with Janine, here's a couple of ways you can do it. If you'd like to talk about your estate plan, your retirement plan as a whole, and how estate planning works into it, 443-718-6311 is the number to call. 443-718-6311. And you can also go online to the website at theuswealthadvisors.com. That's theuswealthadvisors.com. And grab the Retirement Rescue Toolkit as well. It's a free toolkit that's packed with a book, audio CD, DVD, other reports and goodies as well that gives you a great starting point if you're dipping your toe into that retirement planning water, perhaps for the first time. Look for the Retirement Rescue Toolkit on uh, theuswealthadvisors.com. And we'll also put links to all of the resources and things that we mentioned in today's show, the phone number, the uh, link to the website and the toolkit, all in the description and the show notes of today's show. So just check it out there and you can get all the information that you need. Janine is your financial commander here on the show, office in Columbia, there in Howard County, serving you throughout the area. And she's the CEO and founder of Theus Wealth Advisors. And Janine, as always, thanks so much for the great information on estate planning and the mistakes that get made there. It's important information. Some of these things aren't fun to talk about. You know, like, I don't know if people were really discussing all this stuff over over Christmas or not, but, you know, plan (laughs) some time with your family to go through these things and uh, start talking about them and getting a game plan in place. Like we said, all those different quotes about planning to fail and all those other quotes we talked about, they're all very true and and for a reason. Yeah, thanks so much, Walter. Um, You know, it's not the most uh, sexy topics and uh, people are sometimes uncomfortable talking to family members about this stuff, but it, you know, the millennial generation and and, uh, what is it, X and Y, They still <laughs> they still need some help here, even though they're making more money than uh, anybody's ever made at their ages uh, at this time. But, you know, th- you still need financial direction because yeah. there's so much information out there. It's overwhelming and it's not always applicable to you. Well, I think the last thing about, you know, we talk about leaving a legacy, a financial legacy, mm-hmm. and it doesn't always have to be monetary. Sometimes right. it can be an educational legacy. And 
I'll just use a. I used to tell a lot of stories about her here on the on the show. Maybe it's been a couple of months, but uh, my my mom's mom, Noni, uh, we we call her Noni, which is uh, she always said it was Italian for grandmother. But then I heard from somebody that's actually Italian. They said no, it's Nani. Nani. So we've just yeah. we've just been pronouncing it wrong all these years, or maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's not Italian, and I'm misremembering that. But anyway, we always called her Noni, or, or maybe that was just her way of being different. We we call her Noni. Everybody calls their grandma whatever they want to call them. So yeah, she she's Noni. Uh, love her to death. And I'll tell you what, my parents taught me a lot of things in life, but she talked the most about money with me. And to this day, she's the one from whom I draw the most lessons and where I really formed my views about saving and about, she had me thinking about retirement and stocks and bonds from when I was born, essentially, because she she gifted shares of stock and uh, was the first person she gave me a Roth IRA for my high school graduation. You know, wow, it started she was for, ahead. <laughs> she started was. one for me. And so she has passed those financial lessons down to me. And my parents then picked it up from her because now for like all of my little cousins and, uh, and you know, now they're starting to help open up little accounts and do little stocks, you know, little things for them. Um, and I'm sure they'll do it for my parents. So she started a fantastic financial legacy and she did it very late, late in life. She went to school and I think her late fifties, uh, she wow, went to college and got her degree in her late fifties and then ended up working at a bank and started to put in place all of these great financial habits and taught us kids about it. And she's really left a, a financial legacy in more ways than one on us. And so anybody can do that. And it was a pretty powerful thing that she'll always leave with me. So I kind of leave, leave that as sort of a good finishing thing when we talk about legacies. It can, look, it can come in many ways, shapes, and forms. So exactly that right. Mind. That is exactly cool. right. Good for Janine, her. Janine, this was fun. We appreciate it, uh, <laughs> Thank you. as always. And uh, we'll have another good show on tap next time around. Absolutely. Happy New Year. <laughs> you too. Okay. Janine Theus, I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you next time on Your Financial Mission. <laughs>